Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, and it's the day that the Supreme Court of India extended the CBI custody of former finance minister P Chidambaram till September 5th in a case related to corruption charges in the INX media case. The top court said that it would hear Chidambaram's plea on September 5th challenging the non-bailable warrant issued against him as well as the subsequent trial court's orders remanding him in CBI custody. On Monday, the Supreme Court directed the trial court, which has been hearing the case against Chidambaram, to extend his CBI custody for 3 more days in case it rejects his plea for bail. The INX media case relates to alleged financial irregularities in clearances granted when Chidambaram was the union finance minister in the Congress-led UPA government. The CBI has opposed Chidambaram's bail as he was a quote very powerful and influential person in public life and has been a former home and finance minister of the country. Unquote. A Malayali cultural association based in Frankfurt, Germany, dropped beef from its food menu after it was prodded by the Indian consulate to revise its food menu after people raised objections to it. The incident was reported at the Indian Fest organized by the Consulate General of India in Frankfurt, where all state representatives were asked to display common delicacies with the exception of alcohol. The clarification from Kerala Samajam Frankfurt or the KSF came amid reports that some people who had attended the festival objected to the presence of beef on the menu and protested arguing that the item was not part of indian culture in a facebook post the association clarified that quote as per cgi frankfurt request we as a responsible cultural organization representing the peace loving god's own country decided to comply to maintain peace and harmony and above all to uplift the core values of india unity and diversity unquote Following the drop of beef from the menu, some of the KSF members agitated at the side and held placards reading, "We decide what we eat." Bangladesh has ordered operators to shut down mobile phone services to almost one million Rohingya refugees living in camps in the country's southeast. The move follows an outbreak of violence in recent weeks at the camps, most of whose residents fled into Bangladesh from Myanmar's Rakhine state two years ago, following a military crackdown on the Muslim Rohingyas. a minority in the country by sunday last week however four rohingya refugees were shot dead in bangladesh in the fallout over the murder of a local ruling party official by suspected rohingya criminals the bangladesh telecommunication regulatory commission or the btrc spokesman told afp quote many refugees are using mobile phones in the camps we've asked the operators to take action to stop it unquote he added that the decision was taken on security grounds One Rohingya leader said that the community was stunned by the move and that the ban would hugely affect life, disrupting communications between different camps scattered across the border district of Cox's Bazar. Many Rohingyas in fact rely on remittances sent by their diaspora and usually receive phone calls informing them of the money transfers. Bangladesh has in the past tried to restrict mobile phone access in the settlements, but the move was never enforced seriously, spawning booming markets of mobile phone sets and SIM cards in the camps. The Supreme Court today issued notices to two persons for allegedly threatening senior advocate Rajiv Dhawan, who is representing Muslim parties in the Ram Janmabhoomi Babri Masjid land dispute case. The court had taken up the matter based on a contempt plea filed by Dhawan. Dhawan has said that he received a letter on August 14th from one N Shanmugam, a retired education officer, threatening him for appearing for the Muslim parties. 
He also alleged that he has been accosted both at home and in the court premises by several people. Dhawan had also filed a contempt petition against a Rajasthan resident, Sanjay Kalal Bajrangi, for sending him a WhatsApp message, which was also an attempt to interfere with the administration of justice before the apex court. Speaking of Ram Mandir, one of the luminaries of the Ram Janmabhoomi movement in the late 80s and early 90s, Swami Chinmayanand, has been in a spot lately after a 23-year-old girl from UP, Shah Jahanpur, who studies in a college owned by Chinmayanand, claimed that he was threatening to kill her family and that he had destroyed the lives of many girls. Chinmayanand, in fact, has been accused of sexual assault by the girl's father. I was in Shah Jahanpur over the weekend and yesterday I filed a report on how a school owned by Chinmayanand had tried to discredit the victim in the Asaram Bapu sexual assault case by fabricating documents in 2014. You can read the story on our website www.newslaundry.com where you can also go to the top right hand corner and click on subscribe. Remember your support is what makes ground reports possible for our reporting team. So pay to keep news free, subscribe to News Laundry. Mizoram's apex and most influential student body, the Mizo Zirlai Paul or the MZP, administered pledges on Monday to hundreds of students across the Christian majority state to not marry outside the Mizo tribe. The oral pledges administered in high schools and higher secondary schools came as part of the body's campaign to protect the tribal community from getting assimilated with outsiders. A senior leader of the MZP told the Indian Express, quote, Since 2015, every September, we have been holding this campaign, urging children not to marry a non-Mizo. We cannot get assimilated with outsiders because we are a very small community. If we marry outsiders, that's what will happen. We will be outnumbered. We have just one MP in the Lok Sabha. Unquote. Last year, the all-powerful NGO, Young Mizo Association, or the YMA, had demanded the enactment of a law to ensure that a Mizo woman who marries a non-tribal loses her ST status. Chhattisgarh police arrested Amit Jogi, son of former state chief minister Ajit Jogi today, for cheating and furnishing false details in his affidavit in the 2013 assembly election. Amit won 2013 elections from Marwadi, an ST seat which comes under Bilaspur district. In 2014, after losing the election, BJP candidate Samira Paikra had filed a writ petition with Bilaspur High Court challenging Amit Jogi's caste and place of birth. The HC dismissed the petition in January this year on the ground that Chhattisgarh assembly session had already ended. However, a government appointed committee rejected Jogi's tribal status. Consequently, Bilaspur police registered a case against him. The case was registered under the section 101 of Chhattisgarh scheduled caste scheduled tribes and backward classes regulation of certification of social status rules 2013 the offense involving senior jogi is non bailable and carries a 2 years punishment that's all the news we have for you today have a good day or a good night depending where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.